And it's a big welcome back to the Link Adelaide podcast. Steve Moylan with you as we count down and get ready for the 2013 Adelaide Festival Mad March period. Um, over the next uh, month and a half, I suppose, we'll be uh, putting out a podcast every day with interviews and coverage of the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival, Adelaide Festival, and all the other events that make uh, February and March just such a crazy time to live in Adelaide. Uh, we're in Melbourne at the moment, currently rehearsing a show called One for the Ugly Girls. It's coming to the Adelaide Fringe in the first couple of weeks. Uh, so I thought I might as well start the podcast with a chat to uh, Hannah Norris, who's in the show, along with Laurie Bell and Sid Brisbane. It's directed by Adriana Bonacurso, and it's uh, by Tali Corin. Uh, we spoke and started the interview having a chat to Hannah about uh, coming back to Adelaide with a show, rehearsed in Melbourne, but uh, featuring an almost entirely Adelaidean team. Almost. Sid and I both came over from Melbourne at our separate eras, but we're all trained in Adelaide as actors, which is really cool. And come together in Melbourne to rehearse the show to yeah. premiere in Adelaide before we bring it back to La Mama in Melbourne in May. Um, now, the show had a a staged reading last year. It's by another Adelaide grad, Tali Corin, and um, she wrote the show and had a premiere, or had the reading of it last year in Sydney. Do you want to take us through essentially what the show is about? Yeah, it's about a painter who's lost his muse, so his wife's died and he hasn't been able to paint since her death. So he decides to order a life model online to come to his studio because he wants to try and paint his wife one last time. But then when the life model rocks up, he gets much more than he bargained for. And drama dun, dun, dun. Now, one of the challenges of the show is uh, nudity. Correct. Full nudity. Yeah. Totally in the audience's faces. It is. Um, not the first time But for like you. strippers, you can't touch. No, no touch. <laughs> um, but it's not the first time for you. You did uh, Yeah, the one, the one we did, it was Lady Chatterley's Lover with Glenn, with Glenn Elston, the Australian Shakespeare Company where I had to get nude on stage for the first time. But this was on stage, was outdoors at Ripon Lee House and Gardens, which is kind of like Carrick Hill, big estate. So I was running around in the distance and a bit nude. Space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, and, with a, and with a guy playing Melors, who was my lover, who's also an underwear model, so he attracted much of the attention. And... You could cover yourself with him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but this time we're in we're in a small space. I think our floor space is seven meters by three meters, and then it's the front row of the audience. So yeah, I've particularly asked our lighting designer Sam Hopkins for some some really beautiful lights, something really you know seductive. Dim backlighting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and silhouettes and. But and yeah, then, totally. You'll be yeah. pretty much right in the audience's faces. Yeah, so, but nerves. it's. No, I'm not. It's both shows with Lady Chatterley's Lover and one for the Ugly Girls. It's purposeful nudity, you know. Yeah. It's not gratuitous, and because this play really explores the beauty myth and what and what is beauty and the way that we compare ourselves or what we can think about ourselves compared to how other people see us yeah. or the different types of beauty that different people have, you know, it just. It's a, I just feel it's okay to do it. <laughs> but we'll see on opening night when I go, oh, my God, there's going to be 30 people there, 40 people. I think you know. Um, but I suppose like one, of, one of the things I've found through watching the runs, which are, it's, it's kind of weird when, when the nudity first happens in the room. I mean, both of you that get nude in the show yeah. won't reveal the other person that gets naked. Yeah. Um, 
you're just kind of surprised that it was never kind of we kind of made a time or we made it approximate week that yeah. the nudity would start to happen and then mm. we'd just be doing a run and then suddenly there was full nudity there. Yeah. So it was just kind of not making a big thing of it and just happening and then yeah. I think everyone's pretty cool with it. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal for a second and then you just get over it, which I mm. think the audience will as well. Um, but it's but it's but it's about the body too and it's a, it's about mm. a painter who paints the body and and how it, it, it can be beautiful and it can be art and it's, you know... It and it, it's really hard to get a sense of that if you don't have <laughs> the nudity in front yeah. of you. Because, I mean, I watched... Obviously, I've seen you guys in the nude <laughs> during rehearsals, but I went and saw um, Naked Boy singing mm-hmm. on Friday night uh, when it came to Melbourne for Melbourne's Midsummer Festival. Um, and the thing with that show is you have... Well, there were four guys that walked down on stage naked from the word go and you kind of because there's performance and song and other things going on for the rest of the show you kind of forget that they're naked yeah. after about 20 seconds yeah and then you just yeah it's just there and it's quite amazing how quickly that happens and it's weirdly liberating yeah and i th- i mean this show yeah sure there there is you know as we know there's a bunch of nudity in it but it's it's also a really good play. It's a very, very good play, and I know that I'm sort of harping on about the nudity too much because no. you kind of you lose sight of it because it is such part of the story, and you're spending your whole time following the story of the play that the nudity there is is obvious that it's going to be there, and yeah. it just happens. But you're not watching that at all; you're watching. Yeah, and it's and it's really exciting for me because it was when I was at Fringe last year, just visiting, and I texted Tali because Tali is also a trained actor. She was the year below me at. CPA, which is now AC Arts, and um, she's kind of gone into dramaturgy and, and writing. Um, and I just messaged her and said, have you got anything that we could maybe do? And she sent this through, and it just just felt like such a perfect thing to bring to Adelaide Fringe mm-hmm. because because we all are connected to the place. I mean, Tali's from the Barossa, but, yeah, trained and lived in Adelaide. Yeah, and to, to have it there, which will be a really entertaining mm. Fringe show, and it, and it's a comedy. A, and we've got a really <laughs> exciting space in the Tuxedo Cat, which I can't wait to see that our designers are in. And... Yeah, they're working on it now. We've got to move in next week, a week yeah. from now. And I guess, you know, one, one of the really, really cool things is I'm sort of starting to become someone that works quite a lot outside of Adelaide is to, we see and we're part of a lot of really, really awesome work interstate. And it's really, really nice to be able to bring some of the many, many, many expat Adelaide yeah. people, essentially Adelaide at the Adelaide arts community runs the national arts community. Yeah. And it's really, really nice to find new local works and new, yeah. new writers and new works and bring them to Adelaide and bring them to an Adelaide audience. Yeah, because we, we, you know, even though I, I moved back to Melbourne after studying and that's, um, I still, like, the Adelaide arts community is still so important to me and I really feel part of it. And I think, mm. I think the whole team does as well. I mean, Sid, Sid hasn't performed in Adelaide since Assassins in 2007, 8, 2007 or 8. Oh, one of those two, yeah. It's around there. Um, but, you know, for years he was he was all over the state theatre stage and, and he's definitely well-loved still mm. in the community there. So I'm stoked that we're bringing him with us and also to get La- to get Laurie um, back into an, a theatre acting, piece. it's yeah. been From the quite... stand-up comedy she's been really successful with for the past few years. And, of course, Adriana Bonacurso's directorial debut, who um, she's... Quite a Amazing. natural at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and and we're and the other member of the team apart from 
Stephen and Sam, our lighting designer, who I've described as Amanda Weber, who's just graduated from AC Arts. And, She's yeah. done a tremendous job um, putting a set together when she hasn't seen a proper run of the show. We've, I think we've sent over two 15-minute parts of the first part of the show to her, and from that, um, and discussions with Tali and Bonner has been able to put together an amazing set. Yeah, will... she really has a sense of the play. I think that's yeah. everyone who's working on this really understands the play in the same way. And, yeah. and it's going to make Tuxedo Cat is like the perfect venue for it as well. It's yeah. going to look so perfect in there. So yeah. we really can't wait for you to come and see. We're on really, really early in the fringe. We've got a couple of shows before the fringe officially starts next Friday. Um, but we've had a bit of, bit of luck. It's been selling out. So you better get online straight away. Look up uh, one for the Ugly Girls. There's a great trailer online as well. We'll do some links up from the Link Adelaide page. Um, Tickets but... only 20 bucks, 17 for fringe benefits. Get online now. Like us on Facebook because you never know when there might be a special ticket offer. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, make sure you get in to see um, Laurie Bell in A Return to Acting. And, you know, she's an incredible stand-up comedian and even more incredible on stage. Uh, so get in to see Laurie, Hannah and Sid on uh, Tyler Corrin's wonderful play, One for the Ugly Girls, coming to the 2012-2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Thank you, Hannah, for your time. Thanks, Stephen. And sorry for some of the audio of that uh, interview. It uh, the best quality, uh, but uh, nonetheless, we'll persevere and uh, see how the rest of these ones go. Um, as I say, uh, Hannah and uh, the one for the Ugly Girls team, we are heading to Adelaide next week to Tech and will be open just before the start of the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival next Friday week. Um, and from Hannah, we go and give a quick plug to uh, Laurie Bell's two other shows. You can catch her as Granny Flaps for the last time. Granny Flaps opens up at the Crown and Anchor Hotel for shows from February 15 to 24 at 8.45 p.m. Then Laurie will do her own show, Laurie Bell in a Good Red, at the Crown and Anchor from Feb 25 to March 2. She's uh, one of the best comedians that uh, Adelaide has to offer at the moment, and make sure you check her out uh, both in her one-woman shows and as part of one for the Ugly Girls at the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. And as we go from comedy to the brilliant Luke Eskin, we spoke to Luke last year about his show Chronic, and uh, after putting the call out online for interviews this year is something new for us here at Link Adelaide. Uh, we have a number 0406 uh, Call us anytime, leave a message, or you might speak to me, and uh, we can have an interview and have a chat about uh, what you're doing and how you're enjoying your Adelaide festivaling period. Uh, but uh, Luke was super quick to phone in, and uh, here's our chat. Uh, and I'm joined on the line by Luke Eskim, who is making his return to the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, next week, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Looking forward to coming back. Cool. Um, and what do you have uh, that you're bringing with uh, you this year to Adelaide? Well, this year, I'm, last year I did a show that was in the comedy category. It was sort of a music comedy show called Chronic. And this year I'm doing a show in the music uh, category, which is still kind of a mu- mix of music and comedy, um, sort of an extension of the last show, but with different songs, and it's called Chronicle, with a chronic and then AL at the end, um, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it's about, but it's um, it's a two-man show this time, it's neon electric guitar and uh, a bassist from Melbourne called James Gilligan, who's a fantastic musician, um, and there's uh, a lot of different musical styles, kind of... Um, uh, a bit of rock, blues, funk, soul, uh, hip-hop, comedy tunes, folk tunes, um, some storytelling, some comedy, and um, 
you know, all, all of the things that I guess you get in a Luke Eskin show. Awesome. And uh, you're just bringing it for the one show? I'm coming down, actually, for nine shows. I've got three shows at the Soul Box on yep. the 15th, 16th, and 17th, and then I'm moving on to a venue called The Shed, which is in the new sort of fringe hub on Grove Street. Yeah. I'm doing uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday there, and then I'm, I'm coming back on the 16th of March to do three shows in one day at the Promethean. Holy um, cow, that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, Have you done three in a day before? No, but it's, you know, just playing and singing. It's not like I have to do a triathlon or anything. Cool. So I think, uh, you know, I, I haven't technically done that before, but I've done a lot of sort of three and four set gigs, and, and they, they usually get better as the, as the night goes on. So I think that will be a, a good show. I hope you've all come and, and see more than one, actually. Awesome. And uh, did you get to the Soul Box when you were here last year? Because it was, uh, I mean, it's coming up to its first anniversary now because it opened just in time for the Fringe last year. Um have you been in there before? No, I haven't actually. But I was I was very excited when I sort of um, saw the venue uh, online and I was chatting to Ross there uh, about doing the show. And it looks looks like a really good place uh, to play, and it's got you know, good sound and lights and projector and stuff. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good vibe there. Yeah, I think I mean they've had a they sort of really set it up right with some really top class equipment and top class people working behind the desks and. Uh, you know they've had a they've had a fairly successful uh, 2012. So uh, looking forward to seeing oh, everything thanks. that comes out of them uh, this year during the fringe. Um, yeah. And what else has been going on for you since uh, we last spoke before 2012 fringe? Yeah. So 2012 fringe. Um, after that, because I was talking a bit about chronic illness in in my show last year, I ended up being asked to speak at the uh, National Medicine Symposium in Sydney. I, I gave the keynote speech there, and, and that ended up sort of spiralling off into me going to perform at Parliament House again and speaking at a lot of kind of medical events all over the country, which was really unexpected, but lots of fun. Um, so I got down, flown down to Melbourne a couple of times. Um, and I also uh, I released uh, two music videos and an album, Mantown. Uh, wow. And Mantown... Mantown has been six months in the top ten of the National Blues and Roots chart. Um, it's still it's still in there. Um, so that's kind of been... Those two things have been going on at the same time. Um, so I've been busy. Um, but then in September, I, I did a version of my one-man show, Chronic, but with an eight-piece band and a string section called it Chronic Symphonic. Oh, wow. Uh, for the Sydney Fringe. And that was... That was really, I mean, that was, you know, it was a hell of a lot to put on. It was about seven months of work getting it all together. And, yeah. And uh, I had a friend write the string arrangements and we got a huge projector screen and put all the video footage. It was all incorporated in the show. Uh, and I talked also, I did some sort of jokes about dealing with pharmaceutical companies and dealing with hospitals and that kind of thing. So uh, I, I kind of I put it all together in that one show. And then I, I ended the year going to Woodford for the first time and did uh, three shows up there. Oh, which is and amazing. Then actually, oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing festival. And then in between Conic Symphonic and Woodford, I had um, actually had major surgery to fix my chronic illness. So I, I don't have that anymore. So I'm, I'm now in, in just amazing health and uh, feeling great and uh, sort of can't wait for, for um, the gigs that are coming up. Awesome. Well, uh, we've got to thank you very much for giving us the call today. Uh, it was a very last-minute kind of sh- shout-out off uh, Facebook and Twitter, but thank you for responding. 
And uh, mm. we hope you have a, a fantastic Adelaide Fringe uh, for Chronicle. Uh, three venues uh, across the Adelaide Fringe. You can check all the details at our website, linkadelaide.com.au, and by visiting uh, your website, www.lukeescombe.com. That's Eskom, E-S-C-O-M-B-E. Um, all details up there, and I'm sure you can uh, pick up copies of your DVDs and CDs there as well. Awesome. All right, Luke, thank you very much Good. for your time, and uh, have a lovely evening. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And our thanks again to Luke Eskim uh, for the interview and for getting on so quick uh, to giving us a call at 0406-226-177 to have a chat about his show. And for full details of all the venues, you can see his uh, gig chronicle at in the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Follow the links from linkadelaide.com.au or our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Link Adelaide, uh, where today we heard from State Theatre Company about a fantastic event they're holding to uh, promote their first show of 2013, the Kreutzer Sonata, a one-man piece based on the novella by Leo Tolstoy and starring Barry Otto. Barry and the director, Geordie Brookman, are currently rehearsing the play in Sydney, but you can get tickets now to uh, the production from adelaidefestival.com.au and also to a special play briefing and celebration of Leo Tolstoy, Leo Tolstoy at Track Cinemas, 375 Greenhill Road on uh, Wednesday, Feb 20. Uh, the night is called An Evening with Tolstoy and will feature exclusive insights ahead of the Kreutzer Sonata's Adelaide Festival premiere, as well as a screening of the brand-new film Anna Karenina, starring Kira Knightley. It's uh, not to be missed, and all the details are at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide. And uh, from this, from that play about a sonata to a musician in the most tenuous link yet, uh, our next interview is uh, with the wonderful Rich Batsford, who is uh, queued up and uh, ready to talk about his show in the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. I'm putting on a show called Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. which is uh, essentially a music show. I'm a uh, musician. I write and perform meditative solo piano music and reflective, inspiring songs. Oh, cool. And how long have you been doing that for? Well, I've prob- I think I've been performing live for about six, seven years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This won't be your first Fringe, I assume? It's not my first Adelaide... Sorry, it is my first Adelaide Fringe. Oh, it is? Not my, okay. Not my first... Fringe generally, I've done the Edinburgh, I've done this the same show uh, at both the Edinburgh and Melbourne fringes uh, last year. Um, but this is my first show in Adelaide, although I do live in Adelaide now, from the UK, as you might possibly guess. But, yeah. Um, I've moved to Adelaide quite recently, so I'm a homeboy now. Obviously, from what you mentioned, uh, uh, piano playing and gentle and all that sort of thing, but uh, what can people expect when they come to see your show? Yeah, well, it's um, it's fairly uh, yeah, fairly gentle experience. It's a it's a bit of an alternative to the to the frenzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only in the afternoon on Saturday afternoons, um, and it's uh, it's a mixture of piano music and song. So I set the tone with some beautiful uh, piano music. Mm-hmm. It's contemporary, obviously, because I wrote it. Um, but um, there's a kind of a classical influence and a modern influence. Yeah. Um, Set of, yeah, so I set the tone with two or three pieces, and then I go into songs which are based on my life and my friendships and loves, and to a certain extent also my spiritual practice. I meditate quite a bit, and uh, I just want those people who are looking for some sense of meaning and value in mm-hmm. life, uh, and that, um, yeah, 
that sort of that comes through in the subject matter of the songs a bit. Not too heavy, but you know, it's there as a theme, as a as a thread running through the songs. Cool. And um, yeah, then I finish with a, another couple of instrumentals that are much more energetic and vibey, almost like a live dance piece. Oh wow! Like a, cool. a, yeah, so yeah, so hopefully these people on a bit of a bit of a buzz as well at the end. Awesome. And you released uh, your own album already, uh, an album called Valentine Court. That's right, yeah. Uh, well, I've done two, actually. The, the, the Valentine Court is my first album, and that is the piano music. It's mm-hmm. solo piano music. But I've also released an album called Mindfulness, same title as the show, which yep. is uh, a collection of songs. Um, me at the piano, plus lots of backing vocals, because I'm a major Beach Boys fan. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You've sort of gone for that style where it's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of vocal. Totally, yeah. There's there's one track that's got I think uh, about thirty different backing tracks on Holy it. Cow. So yeah, I love uh, I love Brian Wilson's production, and uh, I've always been into into vocal harmony. So um, yeah, I, I went. It's just me and piano. Yeah. The, the vocals really fill it out and bring it almost bring it. So it's quite a full quite a full sound organ. Oh, fantastic. Who did you get to produce it? Because obviously a uh, big thing if you're going to have a lot of production as long as you need a really good producer and a really good studio for that. Yeah, well, it's a guy, is a friend of mine back in Birmingham, UK, actually. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he, he's called Steve Bottrell, and uh, he works on the name Feathered Fish. I don't suppose many people are going to be uh, from Adelaide going to be working with him because he's 10,000 miles away, but I do recommend him. He's very good. He's worked with the Libertines and other people. Oh, wow. He's just a really sound guy and really... Uh, be great to work with. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, you, um, mindfulness uh, sounds a lot of fun, and uh, you've been kind enough to uh, allow us the opportunity to play one of your songs. Um, yes. Yeah, sure. Would you like to introduce it for us? Thank you. Yeah, this song is called Who Knew, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of a song about empathy or compassion. Awesome. This is uh, Rich Batsford coming to the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival. If you knew what I know. All the lies I've been told The shy I've been sold the times I've been called You knew what I said All the pain in my head The shame in my bed The trash that I've read And you would see what I see Don't know what to say or to be Blinded by what little I can see I know that I am you and you are me And each of us is trapped in a prison That our minds may try to set each other free If I knew what you do All the crap you've been through The times you've been true When I crawled and you flew I knew you inside All the shit that you hide The times you have lied The tears you have cried Say all to be. Oh, 
Thank you, Rich. Well, your show, uh, Mindful Mess, uh, is going to be on at the Higher Ground East Art Base at 188 Grenfell Street in the city uh, on the Saturday afternoons at 3pm. So it's a show you can get to to kick off your Saturday evening entertainment at the Adelaide Fringe. Um, so a 60-minute show and tickets are $20 or 17 concession uh, through the um, Adelaide Fringe website. Um, and you have your own website as well, which is uh, www.richbatsford.com. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic um, Adelaide Fringe in 2013 with uh, Mindful Mess. Thanks for giving us a call. Wonderful. Thanks, Stephen. And it wouldn't be an early Link Adelaide podcast about the Adelaide Fringe without talking to Jenny Winter. How are you? Hey, Stephen. I'm fantastic. How are you? Awesome. Thank you. Now, you're about to hit the screens on our, t- on our TV screens in a new reality charity funding show thing hosted by Troy Gray that we spoke about Correct. a couple of months ago. Um, yes, that's right. But the reason for this call is that uh, you found a whole lot of Bettys and you're bringing them to Adelaide. To the fringe. I am. I found a number of Bettys, yes. So I have a beautiful um, a cappella 40s swing girls group called Betty and the Bettys and they're coming down with me on stage. Plus, this is crazy, it's kind of just all fallen together, but I've also got a band going to be on stage, um, yeah, in my new show that I'm bringing down, so it's just going to be manic, crazy, tons of people on stage and, yeah, just ridiculous. But, yeah, I can't wait. So what's been, because um, last year you brought out the Unexpected Variety Hour and this year, thanks to a whole lot of possible campaigning and heaps of other things you can bring... Uh, Jenny Winter's Wonderland featuring Betty and the Bettys uh, to Adelaide for the Adelaide Fringe. Uh, another big variety show. Um, yes. What's been the genesis behind putting this one together? Well, I, I mean, as you know, like obviously I'm very in love with the whole variety show kind of format. Yeah. Um, and the Unexpected Variety Show went went so well for me and got such lovely responses. But I kind of like anyone who's seen the show will will understand. I, I just got to this point where it was just too hard to perform it night after night because the massively personal, emotional roller coaster um, for me as well as for the audience. And I just, I felt like, a, you know, at first when I was performing it, it felt really cathartic yeah. to do it and really beautiful. And But by the end of the run, I kind of felt like it was just hurting me, like it was like going over the same wound over and over and over again. Yeah. So I decided to put on, I did like one final performance of it in my hometown in Brizzy and we filmed it and the DVD is getting wrapped up as I speak, like it, it should be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, if all goes according to plan. Um, yeah, so I just decided oh, it's time to put it to bed and I want to do something different and I want this next show to be something that's just so fun and still still celebrating um, life, I guess, which to some extent an unexpected variety show was about as well, yeah. you know, embracing the highs and lows and all that stuff. Um, but I really wanted to just focus on it being just 
really fun and and interactive as well. You know, I don't expect a show. I did a tiny bit of um, improvised musical comedy with the audience, and, and I love that part. And it always got such a great response. And um, yeah, so I just worked out some other ways to, to do that. Like we have a giant um, gumball machine on stage in a show, which um, forms a few functions that I won't spoil for you now. But um, one of the things that we do is we pull gumballs, aka our big rubber balls, out of the gumball machine and throw them out into the audience. And whoever catches one comes on stage and um, and I meet them basically and find out a little bit about them and then that can inspire a musical number. And um, yeah, so it's all, it, it, anything can happen. Like every show's going to be different. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited. So I guess that was the idea behind it, was just doing something that's still um, that variety show that I'm enamoured with. But just, um, yeah, a little bit more fun and silly. Awesome. And have you managed to find a way to get your gumball machine to Adelaide? Because I know you were searching for oh, a bit of help a while ago. It's still happening. We've got, um, yeah, because I, I had this amazing set designed by a guy called Dan Endicott who runs Odyssey Productions and, and bless his heart. Like, I gave him the most ridiculous kind of brief to work with and said, I want an old school variety show, but I really want a human-sized gumball machine. And, um, and he just ran with it and made it. But, yeah, and we debuted it at Woodford Folk Festival, which was brilliant. And he built this big festoon-like kind of crazy contraption to go with the gumball machine. Um, but, yeah, we, we're working out some... We're not going to be able to bring the entire set down because it's just too ridiculous. Like, it would be about 10 grand just to transfer what was that? Um, but yes, the, the gumball machine is making its way. I'm still finalising the, the exact details of how that's happening, but it will get down there. I have to carry it on my back and um, and float down on the Pacific Ocean and go around the corner. It, yeah, it'll it'll make it, but it's all part of the adventure. <laughs> See how the things that unfolds. And I mean, speaking of water, it seems every time I talk to someone from Brisbane at this time of year, there's floods and stuff going on. How are things for you over there? Oh, it's been pretty crazy. Well, now everything's died down. It actually looks really nice. Like, it's all very green and lush and crazy. But, yeah, I think everybody up in here, I know certainly our family, we were just kind of in disbelief and denial that it was happening all over again. Mm. It was just kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, we, we got off extremely lightly, so I'm really grateful for that. And actually, I've just gotten um, back from doing a cruise ship gig because clearly I just need to be surrounded by more water um, yeah. yeah so I got to escape it when it was kind of getting right in the middle of all the, the drama unfolding but yeah no feeling very lucky and grateful because I heard I mean I was saying false beaches and South Bank went underwater again sort of how do you know how bad all that was yeah, it definitely wasn't as bad as um, a couple of years ago. Like, thank yeah. goodness for that. Um, but I think other places, I know Laidley got hit really badly again, which is just terrible for those guys because I know they were just still even trying to recover from the last time around. Mm. And then um, I, and then there were the extra places that got hit that didn't get hit badly last time. So it was weird. It was kind of like this... Uh, I guess it's almost like a recurring nightmare where things change slightly because it's yeah un- unpredictable where it's actually hitting people and yeah it's just it's it's just crazy it makes you feel just so grateful and put you know any of like even with you know my getting a gumball machine to Adelaide you know it's I'm like I have my moments going oh this is stressful but really it's really so not <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh, yeah I'm a very lucky lucky person and I think I, I hope that it's inspired everybody to just be grateful for. Yeah, everything good in their life. Yeah, well, certainly our feelings are, are well and truly up there at the moment. People sort of struggle to put their lives back together. 
you know, oh, continuously getting insane. hit and hit and hit and. You know. I know, it's just relentless, and, you know, and then with Kazi with the bushfires and, you know, it's nothing else, I think it just, in, in, a, in a very strange, horrible way, I think it connects people because even though, whether it's fire or flood, you know, it's all just these horrible natural things that nobody has any control over and, you know, people losing their whole livelihood and stuff, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's something else, all right. I think everyone just sort of holds their family a little bit closer after things like that, but, uh Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when you hear horrible stories and stuff, you know, like you just got to be just so grateful, whatever stresses. And if you're doing, you know, it just makes me go, well, my version of doing it tough is, is so not tough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if nothing else, you know, when you get all down and whingy and like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't afford the, uh, the nice cornflakes this week for me. Yeah, it's, um, it's all good. Uh, and on, I guess uh, a happier note, we have to ask, uh, I just spoke to Luke Eskim earlier on, who will also be on this podcast, um, and he mentioned that he was up at Woodford. Do you manage to catch any of his work while you're up there? Oh, I don't think I did. Is he is he solo performer? or? Uh, he's a musician. Uh, he had a show called Chronic, and his new show for Adelaide Fringe 2013 is Chronicle. Um, oh, but he wow. said he was up at Woodford. Uh, doing some performing and having a whale of a time as well. So I didn't know whether the two of you might have bumped into each other. No, we didn't. You know, the one thing about performing at Woodford and indeed many festivals, that's the real downside is because when you're really busy doing your own gigs and stuff, you miss out on seeing a lot of stuff. I think I managed to see one performance from start to finish in the entire festival and the rest was just grabbing little snippets here and there, so, because I was, yeah, I did like a, again, I'm just a bit ridiculous, because I'm such a ham, and I love any opportunity to perform, so I say yes to all of them, and then wonder why I'm so overcommitted at the end, so, but that's kind of my resolution now for this year, I've decided, like, I want to kind of pull back a bit now, and and do less um, gigs at these festivals, so, Mm. so that I can actually go out and see stuff, because, you know, I think it's really important as a performer too to be seeing stuff because you get so inspired. You know, it doesn't matter what medium it's in, even it's mm. like you know any performance, um, and, and any great performer can teach you something about being better on stage and you know all that stuff. I actually just saw last night this. I just I've literally walked in the door this afternoon from the cruise ship gig, <laughs> and uh, last night on the this was honestly the highlight of the whole thing was seeing this crazy um, Filipino guys in a band and yeah. um, they're, they're doing covers, right? So it's, it's not even, it's not original. They're doing covers, rocking out and what the drummer stands up and starts doing to the music these little magic tricks and winking and smiling to the audience. Okay, so imagine this, right? They're singing Stairway to Heaven, okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lady who, well, and he's doing this, um, um, this weird magic trick, and it's just like kind of, you know, a napkin's folded up like a, you know, a little tower of napkin, and then he makes it bend over. And then when it gets to the part where they're sing, singing, mm, and, he go, and he just mouths, it makes me wonder, and does this big grin to the audience, and then he changes and does another little magic trick. It was just oh, crazy. Wow. I'm not even getting close to justice to it, but it just made me go, oh, my God, like, comedy and and cabaret and magic and that connecting with the crowd, you know, it's, it's found in the most unexpected places, so it's just rad. I love performers. Awesome. And, and do you have scope to, uh, I mean, maybe you won't get your Filipino magic 
stairway to heaven men on stage with you, but have you got scope to sort of find some other acts during Fringe to pull up on the stage with you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was one of the cool things about doing it at Woodford too was we had access to um, amazing guests from Mal Webb, who, I don't know if you know of Mal Webb. He's, no. Um, oh, my gosh, just brilliant. Brilliant musician, brilliant all-rounder, does heaps of really cool interactive stuff with um, loop stations and stuff like that. So he came on with us. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about getting guest performers to come and do spots in the show throughout because, again, it's just that whole kind of old-school, variety feel so mm. yeah I'm very yeah very pumped and, and to see who we get awesome well we get, can't wait to have you uh, back in Adelaide and back in the warmth of the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival um, Jenny Winter's Wonderland featuring Betty and the Bets will be at the Arch at Holden Street Theatre 34 Holden Street in Hindmarsh uh, from Friday the 15th of February through to the 3rd of uh, March and I know you're also performing at uh, the Titters Showcase um, during the Adelaide Fringe as well? I think so, yes. We're nutting it out at the moment. I'm not sure if I'm going to be down there that long, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. I know, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, de- but definitely Holden Street, and I'm sure I'll be doing little guest bits here and there and, you know, all yeah. over the shop. So it's a plug for Sheridan anyway, which is always a good thing. Absolutely, yes. Highly recommended. She always gets a brilliant line-up. Um, yes, even if I'm not there. <laughs> oh, it is, it's great. Awesome. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic to have a chat to you, Jenny. And, uh, yeah, hope you have a fantastic Adelaide Fringe 2013. Thank you so much. I'll see you there. See you there. Bye. My thanks to Hannah Norris, Luke Eskimb, Rich Batsford and Jenny Winter for their time and to you for listening. Uh, check back tomorrow and every day between now and the end of the madness that is February and March in Adelaide for more interviews and coverage of the happenings of the 2013 Adelaide Fringe Festival, Adelaide Festival of Arts and everything else going on in Adelaide at this time of year. And if you are hearing this, have or know of someone putting on a show, please don't hesitate to give us a call on 0406-226-177. That's 0406-226-177. We're happy to talk to anyone about anything, and uh, I really need some content to get this thing going. I want to do it every day for the next few weeks. Uh, You can also email us at fringe at linkadelaide.com.au. Visit us on facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide and at Twitter at linkadelaide uh, for more coverage uh, following and extra information about things happening around town uh, but uh, I think calling is going to be a lot of fun this year at 0406 226 that's 0406 226 thank you for listening and uh, have a great day bye